Hey, podcast type, everybody. It's it's Vinny. It's Vinny back with another episode of Fridays with Vinny. I got my gee, I got my good old Applejack Daniels here. So um, sure to be a good time. Sure to be a good time. I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right, we got we got to be up front, guys. We got to be up front. So um, recently a um. Jan, um, <clears throat> yeah, recently, uh, Jan lost a family member, and uh, yeah, this weekend I'm having to go back to the funeral. So because it's been on my mind, we're gonna talk about death today. We're gonna. <laughs> so if that is a trigger for anyone, feel free to skip out on this episode. I will not judge you whatsoever. Um, because honestly, I don't blame you. That's the weird thing is right. Like, um, I don't know why, but death. Had doesn't hit me very hard. Not when I think about it. I'm sure, like, if someone young passed away that was, like, close to me, that would be a lot harder. But so far, I mean, this is, this is, this has probably been, like, the, um, the, uh, hardest, hard, the hardest death that, um, I've had happen to either, you know, a close, close family member, sort of family member, married into family. But I think I think part of it is just because she was the she was such a wonderful person and she was uh, she was one of the first ones in Janice's family to make me feel like part of the family and to think of me that way uh, and you know I never I never felt like I was being tested by her right like there were other times <laughs> there were other times where like you know certain family members I was just like you know I mean you know that's the thing that's the, that's the job of parents is to be like. Wait, this 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 jackass wants to have sex with my daughter? No way. Uh, so you know, no. But at the same time, it was nice to have um have people like her around that were just I don't know, uh, just always always loving, always supportive. Uh, just just a wonderful person, just a wonderful person, and it sucks that she's gone. And you know what? It also sucks that. That she died of COVID, a disease that we have a vaccine for. Uh, you know, it's just, it's as I mentioned two episodes ago, it's frustrating, and I don't want to bring it into this because it's you know obviously too little, too late, whatever. But it's just like you can't help but thinking that, right? When you when you lose someone like that, you can't help but thinking like things could have been different. And uh, I guess I guess bottom line is. Go get your gosh dang vaccine already. Go get it so that people like this that either don't or can't get the vaccine because they are immunocompromised uh, won't won't be put in this position. I don't know. Like I said you know, a couple weeks ago, I'm afraid it might be too late for any kind of herd immunity, you know. But at the same time, if we can do our best, maybe we'll be able to alleviate this. Unfortunately. Herd immunity is gonna have to come naturally, either naturally or or via the vaccine. And I'm afraid it's too late for the vaccine to do it. So I'm afraid at this point, it's 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 just gonna be like the flu, you know, where we're either either you get your booster every year, or you don't, and thousands of people die every year from it. So, woohoo, good times, good times were had by all. Uh, anyway, yeah, today we're, today we're, today we're, um, well, actually this podcast I'm recording, 
Uh, we've got to leave later today to drive back to Illinois. So 16 hours, 16 hours in the car. Believe me, that was not something I was excited to, uh, <laughs> excited to hear about. It was just like, well, here, uh, here I go again on my own. I haven't made this drive in a long time. So to be fair, um, you know, always look on the bright side, right? I guess I don't have to go to work Monday or Tuesday because I'm going to be driving back those days. Good times. But yeah, as soon as the podcast is done, a couple hours later, we're going to pack up and get going. But I wanted to get this podcast episode done because gosh dang it, we've. I feel like I'm getting on a roll. Last episode felt really good. Not going to lie. Uh, you know, it's... um. It... I feel like after 20 episodes, I finally got to the point where I feel like I know what I'm doing a little bit. Um, there are certain things I would like to fix about the podcast. For one, uh, I feel like my computer makes a lot of noise. I feel like that's a problem, and I don't know. I don't know if I need to like take away some stuff or you know fix the fans in it, or maybe install like a. I could install like a liquid cooler. That'd be cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I want to do some stuff to fix the audio because I was listening to last week's episode. And I was like, wow, this episode's really good, but I can hear some noise in the background. That's annoying for me. Although, to be fair, I have heard much worse podcasts in my time. But nowadays, there's just such a barrier for entry that you feel like you got to go overkill and do your best. But anyway, that's just that's just my thoughts. So, yeah, uh, what else this week before I get into the topic at hand? Um... Yeah, I uh, I tried out my new spaghetti maker, made some noodles, uh, and it was, I'm going to be honest, I don't think I could go back to store-bought noodles now because these were so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, they were a pain to make, but, like, the basically, I believe that uh, Jana's mother bought me this for Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. It's hard to keep track of who got what. But, yeah, this is basically just a noodle maker. You put your, you make your dough, you flatten it and everything, but then you hold it up to it, and you turn the handle, and it runs it through it. It's like those old spaghetti makers you made for Play-Doh, but better. <laughs> and it works really well. I'm ex- I, I, was, I was excited to try it out, and it worked out really well, and the noodles were really good. I made, like, some uh, oriental noodles with, uh, with egg and ham, and that was really good. It was, it was basically ravioli was what I was going for, and it turned out really good. And then we used it today to make like a, um, what would you call it? Shucks, what's it called? It's like, um, it's got mozzarella and tomatoes and it's like a salad. What do they call that? Caprese pasta salad. Yeah, essentially that's what it was. Uh, it was really good. It's really good. And, um, yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else this week. I don't know. This has been a this has been a difficult week for me. Not just because you know there was a death, but also because um, my ADHD has decided to go back on the uptick. So that's fun. It's I don't know why this that's the way it is. But like last weekend was really easy. It was like oh I was getting stuff done. I was feeling productive, but then the rest of the week I couldn't focus on anything. I felt like I, I mean, I was doing stuff at work. I always do. But, like, I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I was having a hard time staying focused. And I was bored. That's the bottom line, right? It's just, like, <laughs> I do good for a bit. I'm feeling okay. I'm not feeling overwhelmed. But then it just, it comes back with a vengeance. A vengeance and a fury. So, yeah. Um, and not, I'm also really stressed out because, 
this weekend, the plan was, hey, I can finish editing the music video, get that all ready, whereas now it's just like, well, I'm gonna lose this weekend, so now I've just got two weekends left to prepare for the uh, single release, the next single, Last Words, coming out October 8th. Woohoo, uh, check that out when it comes out. I'm excited about it. It's uh, one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I'm excited to have the uh, this version release of it, at least. Um, but yeah. Between that and um, I need to, I've only got a few weeks. I think I've got a month actually. I've got a month from now to finish recording the EP album for this year in order to get the physical albums produced. Um, yeah, that would be um, that that would be that would be handy. That would be that'd be good. Because otherwise we're gonna we're gonna fail we're gonna fail again. But my my thought right now is just like you know what we've got the recordings going on pretty solid. If I can just if I can just stay focused, I could have gotten the full album done this year if I'd had time to work on it during the summer. But I did not. I did not. I just kept getting more and more behind. So at this point, it's just like I've got I got the plan set out. So you know it's it's in motion. It's in motion and it's it's okay. But anyway, yeah. That is that is what's going on there. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 frustrating because you know, t two years ago, t early twenty twenty, I released the first EP album, and that was after over a year of working on stuff. Like I started writing music. Uh, well, it was right before we, me and Jan got married. So um. Yeah, well, that'd be that'd be coming up on three years now. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you count like full, you know, ever since the first song I wrote, which was not dumb. Dumb wasn't the first song I wrote, but it was one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, yeah. So uh, it has been uh, it's been a it's been a long time, a lot longer if you count that. But uh, I don't really because I only wrote a couple songs during that time. Um. And none of them were very good, except for Dumb. I really like Dumb. I don't know how it turned out so well, given how young I was. Maybe maybe I, I was in just in tune with my emotions at a young age. Ah, uh, but speaking of being in tune with your emotions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about death, why don't we? Uh, I, I feel like... I feel like for me, death has never been like a taboo issue. I don't know if that's how I was raised because my mom say what you want she uh she she buys into she buys into what she teaches you know she's not like you see a lot, I've noticed you see a lot of Christians and religious people that you know they they I'm sure they believe it I'm sure they believe that uh you know that their life will continue after death because they've been taught that all their life but they don't I guess they don't act like it very much um and I, I think it's just different. That's just, I don't think people should be shamed for that either. Like, it doesn't mean you don't believe it. I think it's more about not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, most people's approach to this is just to uh, to distract themselves. Distract themselves day to day. And then around 40 or 50, they suddenly realize, oh my God, I'm going to be dead in another 30, 40 years. I've already lived half my life. That was nothing. Um, whereas like, I don't know. I've always been um I've always been pretty in tune with uh 
with the reality of my own mortality. And it, I don't I don't know why it didn't bug me. Because I remember as a kid thinking about like, oh, one day I'm going to die and go to heaven. That's crazy. Um, you know, and at that point, it was about like, it's about like um, thinking about, oh, man, one day I'm... <laughs> One day I might get laid, but as a 14-year-old, that day seems so far off. Is that what death is like? Is it just, maybe that thing where, like, you know, is is death just like having sex? You think it's a bigger deal, but then once you get there, it's just like, oh, this wasn't as big of a deal as I thought at all. This is nothing. <laughs> Why did I work so hard worrying about this? I could have done something else. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, like I mean, I know um my older brother, uh Adrian, um he he kind of it I feel like it hit him like the reality of that hit him harder than it hit me. And I think but that's the thing, right? Both of us had stuff we want to do with our lives. But I think I think it's more because he was more of an idealist whereas I've always been more of a realist. Which is probably why um I tend to have such a more cynical approach to life where like you know i don't i don't i don't i'm not constantly looking for solutions i'm not constantly looking for the solutions for stuff so that's probably one other reason why i haven't gotten therapy yet is just because like you know i have a hard time wanting to find solutions because there's always this thought in the back of mind it's just like is it really worth it is it really worth the money it costs is it really worth getting on medication just so that i won't hate myself all the time it probably is like one day one day i'm gonna see a psychiatrist and i'm gonna i'm gonna get something i get on something that'll mellow me out and then i'll be like oh my god i should have done this such a long time ago uh that's the thing as a kid you just kind of i guess you kind of self-medicate right whether it's through distractions whether it's as you get older whether it's through drugs or alcohol you find ways to distract your brain distract your brain medicate yourself and get yourself, you know, set up right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Like, you know what? I think, I think the for my first experience with death probably would have been um, losing dogs, right? I think dogs, dogs hit. I feel like hit you harder because that's the thing, right? Imagine you get a kid a dog when they're little that they grow up with. It's like they aren't gonna grow up with that. You're basically saying they got to get over death by the time they're 12. Like, here you go, two-year-old son. In another 10 years, you're going to have to get over this loss of something you've had with you your whole life. Whereas you get them something when they're 10, you know, then you know, the dog will live till they're at least 18, hopefully. And, uh, you know, or get your kid a goldfish, I guess. They'll probably die in the first two weeks, and then the kid will have to be like, Oh, my God, everything dies. It's like, yep, son, welcome to the real world. Now get a job. <laughs> These fish aren't going to buy themselves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's... Mortality's just a... Uh, just a, just a thing that I feel like... You're t you're kind of conditioned to feel like it's no big deal. Does that make sense? Like, you you're... Maybe it's like, because, you know, when death happens, everyone does their best to make it not a big deal. Which I'm not a huge fan of, right? Like, you know, I think I think people should be allowed to grieve without everyone trying to comfort them in every way they can. 
I think that's why a lot of uh, I know uh, men when they lose someone uh, will do their best just to make it seem like no big deal because they don't I don't think they really want to uh, I don't think they really want to have a whole bunch of people telling them it's all gonna be okay gathered around them giving them big old hugs being like oh I'm so sorry it's like thank you thank you but also like you know I need my space I need my brain space uh, but of course, I don't know that for certain. I'm, I haven't, like, I haven't lost anyone super close to me. I remember the first person in my family that died was my grandfather on my mother's side, and that was a shock just because he was in such, he's such a such a healthy, you know, condition. You know, he was eighty, he was turning eighty soon, but uh, you know, he still went out and golfed. He still played tennis. He's just in really good shape, and uh, you know, he. It sucks in that case where someone dies in a car accident and it's just like, wow, <laughs> they were, uh, they were, they were not, they, you know, possibly had another 10, even 20 years left in them. You know, it's, it's, it's impossible to say because as you get to that age, your body starts deteriorating fast no matter how good condition you are. But like, honestly though, at the same time, I'd ra- I would rather go that way because my other grandfather that passed away, um, he had arthritis all his life and then died of cancer uh, in- when he got older. And that's just like, I don't know, like, you got to die anyway. So, so I, feel- I feel like, you know, I wouldn't mind just being like, you know, di- dying at a point where like, you know, I was in I was in my prime, you know. Everything is fine. Okay, now I'm dead. I don't have to go through that experience where they're like, we're going to put you in a nursing home now because you can't pick up your soup spoon. And you have no teeth, so you can't chew bread. All you can have is bone broth. It's like, gosh dang it. Just put me out of my misery. I think that's why I am... I think that's why I feel like, you know, such a... um. I guess the word is a proponent. For uh, the allowing you know, uh, allowing allowing people in their own lives when they're in that state, you know, especially especially as they get to the point where like they're in constant pain and there's just there's no hope of, of any any relief, you know, because it's it's just like I don't I don't want to be in that condition. I don't I don't even want to be like you know people have to take care of me when I'm older. Like that doesn't sound fun to me, but like I'll put up with it. But at a certain point, if like, you know, if you have, uh, it especially like, I remember uh, one, another one that was like a young person. She was in her mid to late 20s when she got lup- lupus, it's called, I think. It's basically an autoimmune disease. Your body just literally thinks that its own cells are bad cells, essentially. And so it's, it's your own immune system uh, attacking you. Uh, really awful disease. Really, really uh not fun, but uh, she just, it sucked to see somebody who had their whole life ahead of them, who was, you know, who, who, I don't think she was engaged, but she did have, she did have a boyfriend, and it's just watching her go from, like, you know, that point to, to dying over the course of two years, it was, it was really sucky, and especially the language around it. Where everyone was just constantly like, it's okay, God's going to heal you. We're going to have faith that God's going to heal you. I think we should pray that God will heal you. It's just like, would you? 
Oh, it's it it went on for so long that you can't you can't help but feel bad, especially since that culture the whole idea was like, oh God'll heal you, but you gotta have enough faith. Oh, I guess you don't have enough faith. And that's kind of what they gotta do because if you know, what are you gonna say? Oh, I guess God just not in the mood, not in the mood right now. He's just like, ah, you know, I just, I just, I don't, I don't want a healer. Like, you know, I'm busy. I got wars in Afghanistan to start. <laughs> I've got wars to ignore. Uh, that's, that's the other thing that people do when someone in that state, like, especially when kids die. They're just like, well, you know, God just, he wants the prettiest flowers for his garden. It's like, what a fucking dick. <laughs> what a dick. You think God's just like, oh, look at this, look at this cute kid. They don't deserve that kid. I'm gonna kill that kid. <laughs> I want that kid. <laughs> but like, that's a thing. That's a thing, right? It's just, it's just, um, it's language that makes people feel better. And I don't, in in the when there's like a, something like that that happens, I don't feel the need to uh, take take people's comfort away from them. Because if you find comfort in heaven, if you find comfort in the idea that your loved ones are looking down on you and are with you or in in whatever in whatever place you believe in, then that's that's cool or that they'll come back or you know that they're not really gone. Like that is a comforting thing and I think that is like you know, it's another defense mechanism that humans have developed over the course of their social evolution, right? Where um, now they um they they have ways to uh, you know, cope with loss. Like you know, they tell themselves stories that make them feel better. They tell other people those same stories to make them feel better, and uh, it's just it's a cycle that builds onto itself. Cause that's a th that's a thing. I remember I remember back when I did like I was a Christian. I did believe that stuff. Um, I never, I never argued with people because I didn't, I didn't believe that people in heaven were like looking down. It didn't seem very plausible to me. Uh, but like, even then, it's just like, you, know, you don't need to argue something about doctrine. That's what pisses me off when like suicides happen. And I remember the pastor at our old church. He was just like talking about a kid that committed suicide and talking to their family. He's just like, I, I didn't have the heart to lie and say that he was in heaven because I didn't believe it. It's just like, you fucking dick. Uh, really really i i hate that whole this difference is a catholic minister that like did that recently too where like you know at the funeral service just like you, you know commit suicide if you do it you go to hell sorry it's like you know at that once someone's dead okay he's the thing if i die like you know if i died a young age before or even an older age like, my my strong, very strong desire is that my funeral would not be a religious service. In fact, in fact, clip this. Clip this for future reference. Uh, if you dare, <laughs> if you dare have a preacher at my funeral, I will come back from the grave and haunt you. Just kidding. I'll be dead. I won't do anything. <laughs> That's what dead people do. Nothing. Um... But at that point, it's just like, you, you could you just not like, 
remember remember somebody for the life they had, not the things about them that you don't like. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. And I'm sure this won't be the case, because as soon as someone's dead, everyone's like, well, you know, the funeral is for everyone else, not for them. It's like, I mean, it's, it's my funeral. I don't know. The last big party I'll ever get. <laughs> you might as well do what I want with it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I am I am I am open to like people's thoughts about that, but like it's the same as like weddings where it's just like everyone everyone acts like the wedding is for the bride. <laughs> Unless the bride wants something that the mother in law doesn't and then she's just like, Well, you know the wedding is for the family, not for the couple. <laughs> they wanna shift they shifted as soon as there's an opening. The groom wants something. Now, groom, this this wedding is for the bride, not for you. You're just a man. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. And then the bride's just like, what if we what if we downsize? Now it's what the family wants. This is for the family. <laughs> it's just cause that's ah that's what I hate about Midwestern culture surrounding marriage. Everyone just wants to have a party. They pressure you to get married at such a young age because they're just like, you're going to get married soon? We want a party. You're going to have a kid soon? We want a grandson. It's like, do you not remember how difficult it is to raise kids? Do you not remember? Do you not know how difficult it is to be married? Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe at a certain point, you just you just get really good at coping with stuff. But like, I don't know. So many young people you see just like jump in before they're ready. And, you know, that's how you get fucked up people like me in the world. <laughs> people that weren't ready to have kids, having kids. Uh, or having too many kids. I don't know. Who am I to judge? I've already had a kid. Oh, lordy mama. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's just like, I remember, uh... It's it. I I remember the last time that I had like a serious thought about suicide, uh, which I still think about, you know, it from time to time. Um, but it was when I was working at a building that was eight stories, and so and we had roof access, so that was like an easy opportunity. And uh, the the honestly, I at this point I have no idea why I didn't commit suicide, uh, just because like. I don't know. I've always been depressed and you know it's it's a classic thing, you know? You're uh, you feel like you should be better. You constantly think that you're going to get better. And when you don't, you think there's something wrong with you. You don't really want to you don't you don't really want to stick with this. But um I remember at that point it was just the thought of like, oh, if I die, Jen will be sad. <laughs> that was like the only thing the only real reason, which, you know, I am totally okay. I am totally okay with like that being your reason for living. If you, f if you find a reason to live, you know, hold on to it. Cause like at the end of the day, that's all you really have. Um, but at the same time, it sucks to think about like, cause if I died when I was, I don't know, 16, 17, like, yeah, my siblings and parents might be sad. But I had a lot of siblings, so there was, there were plenty of replacements. Um, whereas now, you know, it's uh, it's just a bigger deal, right? You know, not for me, 
but for the people you leave behind. And uh, I th I, that's what sucks about having people that rely on you, is that you feel like you you know you're always in constant danger of uh, leaving them on their own. Uh, and especially given my clumsiness and my line of work, it's only a matter of time before I electrocute myself and die. But, um, I don't know. That's the thing, right? I always think about, like, you know, everything that I'd leave undone. Like, you go back five years, then, you know, oh, you wouldn't have made, you know, you I wouldn't have made Homeschool Nerd. I wouldn't have done the music that I've done so far. No one would have ever heard that. Um, so I just, I just have to escalate that forward. Like, hey, if I, if I, if I die now, 20 years from now, then imagine all that you'll do in that time. And, uh, I mean, I don't claim that, like, I'm going to do anything that'll, like, benefit humanity that much. I hope I will. I hope that I'll make somebody's life better. Somebody's life better. Uh, I hope that I make some kind of difference in the long term, even if it's minimal. But at the end of the day, I do this stuff for me, you know, when I make music. I don't do it because I think I'm going to change the world. I do it because, you know, it gives you purpose in the moment, right? I think that's the thing, right? It's like people think that when you take away religion that you lose meaning. But I found it, it's quite the opposite. Like, you know, you have more meaning. You have actual meaning that's tangible and you can see it and you can choose it for yourself. And, uh, you know, that's the thing, right? If I, uh, if I die, God forbid, it's not... It's not really that big a deal because, um, you know, I, uh, at that point it won't matter to me because I, I haven't existed for millions of years. There's a hundred thousand years of human history without me, you know, and that didn't bug me very much. So, uh, I reckon the next, the next hundred thousand, they'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be okay with not existing for that too. Um, I don't know. And that's the thing, like, I always thought that, like, without God, death would have to be, like, the scariest thing. But both before and after I became an atheist, it, it never bugged me. Like, beforehand, I always imagined, like, oh, this is so crazy. One day I'm going to go to heaven, man. I can't even imagine what I'd be like. Now I'm just like, man, one day I could be, you know, <laughs> I could be sit laying on my deathbed and be like, well, that's, that's the end of it. The end. And, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a, it's a thought that maybe, maybe it's, maybe I am just really morbid. Maybe I'm really morbid and that's why it doesn't bug me. But like, when you look back, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like, for me, I know that I'll have done my best, but maybe for other people that won't be the case. Like maybe people have been the abusive person in a relationship and they regret that. Maybe they've, you know, stuck with a marriage that they didn't like for a long time. Uh, maybe, and that's a big regret they have. Maybe they had kids when they shouldn't have, and they feel like they messed them up. And at the same time, feel like they missed out on an opportunity to do what they actually want to do with their lives. I don't know. There's a lot of regrets you can have about life. Um, and that's why, if you are in the position where you can do something with your life, uh, it's a it's a good opportunity to uh, do it now because, <laughs> but then after the point, after the point, there's no point in looking back and wishing you'd done something differently. Not really, anyway. You could use it as an opportunity to teach others, but at the end of the day, you know, 
all this there there are a billion humans on this planet well a lot more than that but you get the point there are a lot of humans a lot of people just kind of doing their best to survive and for that's like i was talking with a coworker the other day about and he 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 was around for like the cold war so he remembers like that whole the, the fear of like nuclear war and you know a uh, uh, town near here where they had a lot of weapons a lot of old bombs was considered to be like a hot spot for a nuclear strike and so they were all asking the kids what would you do if there was a nuclear bomb coming here you know only an hour before the nuclear bomb gets here and he'd just be like i go up on the up on the biggest hill and watch it and they're like i think he's suicidal i love that story because like it's 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 such a good point on like you know just um not being afraid of the inevitable you know because like like I, I i told them just like i feel like you know if i was born 300 years ago i probably wouldn't have lived past my infancy you know most infants die at that point um and so uh you know even at this point I've lived a longer, better life than that kid would have. You know, I have video games. I have video games to play and movies, the best movies ever made to watch. And, you know, cartoons. <laughs> uh, that's where you find your joy. But that's the thing, right? It's just like, this is, um. imagine like, imagine like somebody who had to, you know, who never got a day off in their life, had to work, and then 20 years into their life, they died. They they got the Black Plague and they died. It's just like, imagine that person waking up and they're, you know, a kid in America and they can go f and they can fuck off and do whatever they want. And, you know, do within, within some constraints. Like, that's, uh, I'm not saying it's a big responsibility. It's not. It's just a good time. Nobody, you don't owe anybody anything. You, maybe you owe the future something. Maybe try to make the future better. Don't, uh, maybe don't produce so much carbon. If you're the, if you end up as the as the president of an oil company, maybe don't dump it into the ocean. You know, maybe you owe that. But like, as as a uh, as a middle to lower class person, um, yet yeah, you don't don't feel like you're not accomplishing something. Because you're enjoying your youth. Fucking enjoy that shit. It's fucking awesome. Uh, and yeah. Then once you get older. Even though you'll have to work every goddamn day. And probably our planet's going to be fucked by the time you're 60. So you won't be able to retire anyway. Because all the natural resources will be getting super expensive. And electric cars won't be very good. Because the infrastructure wasn't put in. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you'll be fucked then. But hey as a kid. You can play video games. You can watch movies. You can listen to great music. And you know what? You can do anything the fuck you want. Because you got the internet. So, uh, yeah. Go, go, go do some crime, I guess is what I'm saying. Go do a crime. Go be gay, do crimes. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So whiskey strong, whiskey strong. All right, boys. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I hope that wasn't too much of a down conversation. It's just been some stuff that's been on my mind. You know how my brain is. I'm super morbid and depressed. Just kidding. 
I'm actually completely fine. I just um, I just like being a realist, and I like being allowed to admit when I uh, you know, feel certain ways. And at the end of the day, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe uh. <laughs> Or maybe everyone else is totally fine. I don't know. That's the thing, right? Different people have different, like, reactions to this stuff. So, if you're, uh... Oh, gosh. Oh! Oh! If if, if you're in the state where you're afraid of death, I'm not going to claim that, like, I c you can magically just, like, oh, change the way you're thinking. Because that always ticked me off when people were just, like... I just don't think about it that way. And it's like, I'm sorry. That's the way my brain works. I think about death a lot. I think about, you know, morbid stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, thank you all for listening. This has been a fabulous time. I appreciate you all, uh, checking in and sticking out for this conversation. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully it wasn't too depressing or anything. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'll I'll be back next Friday with a new with a new podcast episode. And uh, yeah, thank you all as always for listening. Um, and as always, I love you, love yourselves, and I will see you in the next episode. All right, take care. Bye bye.